1: Sexual health. How can
0: relationships, How can relationships evolve, evolve, with evolve with people as they grow and, and change? Grow. Welcome to the Curious Folks Podcast. For those challenging the status quo in love, sex, and relationships, my name is Effie Blue.
1: And I'm Jacqueline Missla. And in the spirit of Halloween, we wanted to take a look at fear from a different perspective. We decided to create a virtual house of horrors based on all the things that frighten us the most in relationships, the things that wake us up in the middle of the night in cold sweats. And truly, even in the development of this podcast episode, while it was fun figuring out how to manifest our fears into a haunted house, there were times in the exploration that the themes made us feel physically uncomfortable and a little bit panicky.
0: Mhm.
1: And so we're going to take you on a tour of our relationship house of horrors moving from room to room in order to realize our greatest fears and hopefully each of us can figure out how to get out of this house alive. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but before we unpack our worst nightmares Uh, We want to start with one of my most favorite things in the entire world, which is a history lesson from our own Effie Blue.
0: I will oblige. So (laughs) let's talk about Halloween. Halloween, like all good holidays, has origins in the pagan Celts of the Iron Age. The pagan calendar was divided into two halves, the light and the dark. And when one gave away to the other, around the end of the harvest, they celebrated the dead. They believed that that time was when the division between the world of the dead and the world of the living was the thinnest. So, they honoured loved ones who have passed away that year in the hopes that they would hear. They call this Samhain. In Celtic, it means summer's end. Like any good pagan ritual, there were fire and sacrifice and feasting for three days. Hmm. Of course, there were costumes. Though a little on the gory side, I mean, like, real gory. <laughs> they wore animal heads and animal furs. They gouged out pumpkins and gourds to scare away the bad and naughty spirits that crossed over. Then the Romans came along and brought Christianity with them. And yes, you guessed it. Ruined it all by turning <laughs> Samhain into All Saints Day or All Hallows Day to honor saints and martyrs instead. I mean, we just went from giant bonfires, dancing in the woods till you're delirious and feasting and essentially having a wild time celebrating pagan gods and mischievous spirits to sitting in churches and pondering on Christian figures. (laughs) Yawn! Okay, well, interestingly, you'd imagine this holiday came over from the British Isles where it originated along with the colonizers, but no. The Puritans that came to colonize America were Protestant. They were serious. No celebrations, no costumes, and no fun for anyone. They thought the Catholic Church might as well be a discotheque with their Halloween (laughs) celebration. Talk about killjoys, my friends. They were the folks with those buckled hats that burnt women because they were supposed to be witches. So no, they did not bring Halloween. Halloween, as close to as we know it today, was brought over from Ireland, Scotland, and the other parts of the UK to the US during the potato famine in the mid-19th century by the immigrants. In keeping with this new version of Halloween, children would dress up and come up with artistic offerings like songs, poems, and jokes for money and food. By the late 19th century, these offerings escalated to pranks. And the adults had to step in and to figure out a way to distract the kids so they didn't cause havoc.
1: <laughs> I love from a parent's perspective that it was like, we got to get these kids to calm down. Let's just figure out something
0: to keep them busy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so stop exactly. exactly. So instead of pranks, kids were sent off to go door to door asking for treats. By the beginning of the 20th century, commercialization of the Halloween was on its way thanks to the good old American capitalism. By 1920s and 30s, you could get pre-made costumes for kids and adults. And during the post-war boom, candy makers got on the bandwagon, and Hollywood took on the theme of Halloween for movies and TV shows. Today, Halloween is worth $6.9 billion. That's a billion with a B, friends. $6.9 billion. Just like any good holiday. Halloween was invented by pagans, ruined by the church, and commercialized by the U.S.
1: And there it is. There it is. You have shared the history of Valentine's Day and the Bible and now Halloween, and they all seem to end in the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> invented by pagans, ruined by the church, turned into a lucrative business by the Americans.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: But I didn't realize that. I mean, that was really helpful. I actually did not know that that is where it came from. And mm-hmm. I love Halloween. So I'm actually not going to be mad on whatever journey it went through in order to come into my life. <laughs> I'm wearing my skeleton shirt right now and am in a creepy basement as we speak.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to say Halloween wasn't a big thing in Europe, even though it was invented in, in the UK. I definitely got on the bandwagon once I, once I got over to the, the U.S. So loving that holiday too.
1: I know. And you're being creepy right now. You have a creepy clown that's like staring <laughs> uh, at me. Right.
0: <laughs> oh. I, was, I was hoping that I could find the knife for this creature. <laughs> that's like over my shoulder. It's super creepy.
1: You have to go, go onto an Instagram and you will be able to check out photos. <laughs> so when we get back from the break... Effie and I are going to take you on a tour of what scares us the most about relationships. And we're going to try to figure out how to escape from these relationship house of horrors. At the end of each episode, I share all the ways that you can stay curious and connected through our website, Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. And all of those things are great. So please do those things. But right now, I have a different kind of request one that does not involve you getting into any of those platforms. In fact, it is my most non-digital question and request to date. We would love for you to recommend this podcast to somebody. Share one of our episodes about sexuality or relationships with a partner as a way to start a conversation about something that you're interested in but have been too afraid to bring up. Share an episode with a friend you think will get a kick out of our sense of humor or learn something from one of our guests. Share with somebody who you're chatting on OkCupid or Tinder with as a more creative and foxy way to break the ice. Challenge the status quo and change the noise by sharing this podcast with someone, and then feel good about yourself for doing so. And now, back to the episode. Welcome back. So one Halloween tradition that you can always rely on is the House of Horrors, the haunted house. But we wanted to put our own twist on this tradition. And so if you would allow Effie Blue, I'm going to walk you through a tour Mm -hmm. of my relationship House of Horrors.
0: I got you, lady. Let's, let's take this tour. All right, we're
1: going to hold hands mm-hmm. <laughs> as we approach. It is nighttime. It is dark. It's starting to rain. I, we hear thunder off in the distance. And ahead of us, there is this big house, and it's dark and it's creepy looking. And we open the door, and yeah! the door cracks open. And as we start to go in, the first thing that we realize is there's a little bit of light that's shining, and I can see reflection from all over the place. And I notice there are mirrors everywhere. We are surrounded by mirrors, but these mirrors are like trick mirrors. Every single mirror that I look in, I look like a beast or a blob. <laughs> I, am, I am either stretched out beyond belief or squished down really tiny. And so there are just these mirrors everywhere. And this first room essentially represents my first fear, which is negative body image. I am afraid that I will no longer be sexually attractive to my partner. That one day they're going to turn around and look at me. And instead of seeing the gorgeous sexual goddess who they got into relationship with, they will now see a full-on Macy's Day parade balloon, hideous mask, hair that's frizzled and crazy, and they're going to look at me and be repulsed. And that is what I see when I look into these mirrors in this room.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a scary room. That's a scary room. But I feel like we can get out of this room, Jacqueline Mislow. We yes. can we can get out of this room. These are just <laughs> yes. distortions of silly mirrors, I thinly veiled
1: scary I walls. I know, I know, I know, I know. I need I know that I need to not see myself via the lens of these mirrors, these fears that are being projected back out at me. Mm-hmm. And so, this is what I do, Effie. I put on some music. Woo! I put on music. I have my my phone I blast music as loud as I can, music that makes me feel sexy, that makes me feel alive, and I start to feel it in my body, and I start to feel it in my swag, and I start to feel good and delicious, and the mirrors shatter and the door is revealed behind them, and we're able to yes. run through the door
0: and escape. Yes. I love that. I love <laughs> that. Smash those mirrors, smash them. Who cares? What is reflected back at you? What is important is mm-hmm. how you be how you feel in your body. That's right. We we'll move on. We're not scared.
1: Yes, the power of music has caught me through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we enter into the next room. And in this particular room, as we start to walk in... It feels like the walls are beginning to close in on us Mm -hmm. And we cannot see a way out And immediately I am feeling the fear that I feel in relationships Where I am confined And I am trapped Mm -hmm. And I'm not able to grow And I can't Mm -hmm. figure out a way forward during conflict And I'm just sitting there And the room is getting smaller And the walls are tightening in And my breath is getting short And my shoulders are getting high And I'm getting tense (sighs) And I feel like I'm going to be trapped and I'm going to be confined. Mm -hmm. And so... In order to get out of this room I close my eyes And I just start running (laughs) I run And I dance And I move And I jump And I say Effie, come on We need to go Do the five rhythms Do your dancing Do your running And we just move our bodies And move and move and move And the freedom of that movement And the jumping up and down On the floor And suddenly The the floor beneath us Shifts and changes And it turns into a slide And we're able to slide Our way out of that Confined room And movement was the answer. Movement
0: got us through and helped me feel less trapped. Exactly. When you feel stuck, move, my friends. Move.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so, okay, so now we slide into the next room and there's this big empty space and we look around and I realize once we get there there are these people and they grab me and they put me onto a pedestal and they lift that pedestal up and they start to wrap me in chains and on these chains they slowly start putting weights on me and they start attaching these weights so I start to feel heavy and weighed down and in my body I could feel it I know what's happening it is the fear of carrying more than my share. Mm -hmm. It's the feeling of being taken advantage of. It's the feeling of having to do all the emotional labor and the decision making and the life duties and more and more weights get put on me and over and over and over. And actually, as these weights are getting put on me, the people who are putting the weights on are complimenting me. They're saying, wow, you can do so much, Jack. Oh, wow, look at that. You're like super mom. And you're so amazing. And so I don't want to take all these weights off. I keep holding on to the burden of all of these weights because I enjoy the compliments. But I feel Mm -hmm. way down, Effie. I feel resentful because everyone else is standing there without weights on them. It's Mm -hmm. just me on the pedestal holding on to everybody's Mm -hmm. stuff. And so finally I realize... That nothing is actually stopping me from taking these weights off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and making my load lighter. And so one at a time, I actually say, no, thank you. And I take off the weight and I hand Mm -hmm. it back to someone. I'm like, you can do that. And I take off the weight and I put it on the ground and I take off the weight. And slowly I just start taking the weights off and realizing that I don't need to hold everybody's stuff. Mm -hmm. That I don't need to do all the emotional labor. I don't Mm -hmm. need to make all the decisions. I don't need to do all the life chores. And I just take it off and take it off and take it off until I take off the chains And then I can feel
0: free. (laughs) Yes. And you don't need all this external affirmation either. Mm-hmm. But the, the reason why you're holding on to the weights, you don't need them either, because you know how awesome you are.
1: That's true. It's true. I need I realize in that moment it's not what I do that is important, it's just who I am. And so yes. I grab your hand and I say, Effie, let's get the hell out of here. Let's run and out of we here. <laughs> we run through the right. door. We run, run, run. And I enter into the next door. And right before you're supposed to join in with me, the door locks. And so we're <gasps> separated. You're on the no. other side. Mm-hmm. I'm in a big room. It is white and empty. There's not even elevator music. It's just silence. Uh There are only actually two things in the room. There is this clock on the wall Mm. with this projecting this God awful sound of the second hand clicking down. (sighs) Which just feels painfully long. And there's a wooden chair and sitting on the chair is the person I'm in relationship with. And they just sit quietly kind of staring out into nothingness. And so I just sit there and stare and, and slowly the boredom just washes over me and my fear of not being stimulated in a relationship of feeling bored of my fear of not being able to experiencing anything new or to grow just starts building up inside of me and so I start yelling at my partner in the chair and I'm like get up you need to do something (laughs) come on let's go dancing let's go out to dinner let's paint let's draw let's have sex let's do something my god we can't just sit here And they just sit and stare and the the clock continues. And I feel trapped and I feel bored and I feel stuck. And finally, the way out is I start to think about you on the other side of that door. I start to think about my sister and my daughter and my friends and my partners and the people in my life who can help me get out of this endless dullness. I start to think about the joy that I experience from those interactions and they make me laugh. And As I laugh, color begins to emerge On the Mm -hmm. wall And as I think of the things that bring me joy And make me feel creative and curious And light me up Color starts to appear And furniture starts to appear And finally that door that you're on the other side of it Reemerges and it opens up And I'm able to run out of there Holding your hand and escaping as fast as I can Yes,
0: and we do a one minute (laughs) dance party Just so that you're not so bored anymore (laughs) Shaking it all off Shaking it all all. off Mm -hmm. And so
1: there's, there's creaks and there's, there's spider webs and it's gross and disgusting and scary. And we just want to get out of here, but there's one more room. We can see it. There's one more room that is in the way between us and freedom. And so we enter into this space. It's actually this really long hallway and down the hallway there's a conveyor belt and all the things that I want and crave and desire are on, the, on the conveyor belt but no matter how hard I try to grab them they continue to be out of reach and it makes me think of my deep fear of scarcity not enough time not enough love, not enough attention not enough sex, not enough connection, not enough affirmation not enough stimulation, just not enough and I keep grabbing at the things that I want and trying to get them but they're just out of reach and you keep telling me, Jackie, you have enough, you are enough. Leave those things behind. And I'm like, no, Effie. If I don't get it, I'll never have it. And I'm reaching at it, reaching at it, and finally your words sink in. I am enough. I have enough. And so we hold hands again and we turn around and we run in the opposite direction from all of those things that I was desiring. And I just keep saying to myself, I have enough. I have enough. And then we are free. We burst I'm out free. of the house and
0: we have made it out. Oh my. Wow. We did it. Wow. <laughs> that was. Scary that was scary. All the things were scary. All the things that that make me clutch my pillow and worry and sweat in fear that that I'm gonna have experience and in relationships as well. So yeah, what a scary house of horror. That's it.
1: Those are my things. Negative body image, feeling confined and trapped. Carrying more than my share, not enough stimulation, and just scarcity—not having enough. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but
0: you made it to the other side. I did. I made yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And not only just made it to the other side, but you like broke through all the fears found <laughs> your way through. You're like, "Fuck this." I'm not having any of this. You can't scare me. Let me problem solve the shit out of this and get out to the other side. So, yes, my friend, House of Horrors, not yeah. scaring Jacqueline
1: mm All right, your turn. Take me on your tour.
0: Ugh, my House of Horrors. <laughs> well, I approach my House of Horrors, which is a giant dungeon looking warehouse grey and smeared with sots all over uh. you can't see what's going on there are mm-hmm. windows but they're so dirty and so <sighs> black that you can't see inside I go in to this big concrete building mm-hmm. and as soon as I go in I imagine a big opening but no I'm in a small room and there are holes all over this room. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what's going on? And suddenly <laughs> there are hands coming through the holes and they're trying to grab at me and they're pulling at me. They're tugging at me and I hear wailing and crying and okay. moaning. And I, and, I, and I get away from one hand and I get I get caught in the other one and then the other one grabs my my leg and the other one grabs my arm. I'm like, what's going on? And, they are, and I'm, what I'm hearing is like, I need you. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I can't do this. I can't do that and I'm like oh what's going on and I realize the thing that scares me the most in relationship is this idea of being needed not wanted but needed not needed in a nice way but needed as somebody who can't take care of themselves that I have to be the caretaker that I have to fulfill these needs Mm. and it's only me and there's nobody else and I'm just not enough and there's so much need and there's so much demand and there's so much caretaking and I just can't do it And I'm stuck. No, we got to get out. We need to get out. (laughs) We need to get out. So I stop. I pause. I catch my breath. I hold on to your hand and I say, it's okay. We're going to navigate through this room. Uh We'll look around. Yes. And I calculate in my my head the optimum distance from each hand Mm. by setting great boundaries as we navigate through the room we dodge one hand and we round ourselves on another one we high five the other one saying no you can do it yourself you I'm here this. for you you got this and we, we we move and slide around and find our way to the other side and we shout back you can do it yourself I'm here watching and supporting you from a healthy boundary distance and we close the door behind us
1: we're in oh my god that's terrifying (laughs) that is terrifying
0: yes yes we think we think we made it we made it through the other side oh that wasn't too bad yeah but no (laughs) yet another small room we're Uh thinking a big opening but no no another small room and Uh here we are what we see in front of us yeah. there's a door behind us that shuts loudly and locks itself <gasps> and we're uh, like oh we're stuck and we see another door it's above us to the distance yeah. we take a step forward yeah and it slides from under us we take another forward it feels like a stair but every time we step up the stair slides down we step uh, up and slides out it's like a stairmaster master door's Evil stairmasters that you get in a gym—you escalating and escalating, but not going anywhere. You're stuck. You're stuck, and you're like climbing and climbing and climbing. You're trying to get to the door, and and this needless escalation reminds yes. me of this prescribed path of relationship escalation that does not feel authentic. It just feels arduous and yes. meaningless. Yes. and you're going one step in front of another in front of another it's uh-huh. never ending the door just stays there and you are trying to escalate and escalate uh. meaningless and soul crushing hmm. and i say this is not gonna work for us <laughs> i say to you yes. don't move we got this we're gonna make a plan yeah Instead of climbing these endless stairs, we look down, we yeah. see the handles, we see side of this thing, and we decide we're going to climb all over in the way that makes yes. sense for us. Yes. We say not these stairs <laughs> that are taking us in one direction. We, yes. we, we we wedge our foot in one side, and we, we swing our leg over the handles, and we yes. jump and hop over this machine, and we get over it all. We get onto the, the- Yes, um, we craft our own path. <laughs> we craft our own path. We get the door and I, I turn back. I give you a hand. I pull you up because you need yes. friends. You need support. Yes. We craft our own way. We slang swing the door open and we throw ourselves outside and we say, fuck Ooh. this stuff. We <laughs> Mario <laughs> our own way. We navigate this ourselves. Yes. We're on to the other yes. side. Yes. Okay. Okay, oh. another room gone. Oh, I'm out of breath. Oof. <laughs> me too. Me too. Okay, I think, okay, this isn't too bad. We're making our way through, wondering what's next. We see the door. We say, mm-hmm. okay, here we are. We yes. open the door, and then we go in, and again, the door shuts behind us. Oh, man. And then you see a light at the end of the, the wall, and then suddenly, these giant walls start to come down. Ka-dunk, 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 ka-dunk. They're solid. Except there are these cut out figures that will allow you to get through to the next layer. And you have to distort yourself and you have to bend yourself and you have to make these shapes that feel horrible and restricted to get yourself through these walls. (sighs) And it reminds me of not feeling accepted or loved mm-hmm. the way that I am, that I have to pretend, that I have mm-hmm. to contort myself to get through life, to get through, to be into relationships, to be loved, to be accepted in relationships. And at first, we make the shapes. Yeah. We bend backwards and we hop on one mm-hmm. foot. And we- ourselves and one wall and two wall and three wall and after a while we're like oh this feels horrible Mm -hmm. phobic and disassociated and yucky and then we say no more Mm -mm. no more of this not distorting myself not Mm. pretending to be somebody else and something else some other shape Mm. we start kicking and punching through these walls we make the shapes bigger yes. we're like no I'm not gonna be this horrible shape I'm yes. gonna be the way I wanna be so we yes. punch and we kick we make the holes bigger and we go punch through the walls we get to the other side we kick through and oh it's <laughs> big round holes and we yes. slide and make shapes and we dance through <laughs> our way we swing our hips we make up on walks we squiddle around we're like no i'm not making shapes that don't belong to me and we get to the other side and we swing the other door open slide out and <sighs> Do a little spin, and we made it. <laughs> we're whole. We're authentic. We're exactly the way we're meant to be.
1: Yes, and for anyone else who has to go through there now, those holes are bigger. They exactly. don't need to contort. They don't need. We have now made the space bigger for everyone, no matter exactly. your size, no matter your shape. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I so love
0: it. yes, you challenge the status quo, and you. Own it, my friend. <laughs> and you make the way for other people behind you. Mm-hmm. We're feeling good about ourselves, thinking like, okay, that was scary, but we made it through once mm-hmm. more. Pretty badass of us. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, we slide into the next room. It's dark. Oh. And it's quiet. It's mm-hmm. very quiet. Uh-oh. There is nothing there. I look behind me, and you're not there. I'm like, what happened? You were just there. You were just there but you're not. And then suddenly the lights come on. I see you. You're in front of me, but you're far away. You look a little confused. I'm like, Jackie, Jackie. I shout. You can't hear me. I'm like, what's going on? I reach for you and my hand clungs to something. It's like, what's this? I I reach out again. It's like, what's this? It's a glass wall. What? It's a glass wall. I bang on the glass and yeah. I noticed it's a two-pane glass. You can't hear me banging. Yeah. I shout for you. I go, Jackie, Jackie, I'm here. You can't hear me. You can barely see me because it's dark on my side. Yeah. I go, Jackie, Jackie. And I noticed you can't hear me. And suddenly I realize I'm not being heard. <sighs> Doesn't matter what I do doesn't matter how loud I shout. I'm not being heard. And immediately I recognize this fear. I feel like I know this fear. I know how scary it is yeah. to not be heard in relationships, to be in a room with somebody and to reach out to them, to, to talk to them, to, to try to connect with them and not being heard, to be misunderstood and not seen and being feeling stuck and feeling lonely. And I'm like, oh, mm. I know this fear. It's icky, it's horrible and i just can't and i try i shout louder i bang and then i i I spin around i do things and i can't i can't get your attention and eventually eventually i catch your eye and you see me and i go okay i can we can i can do this i can be understood so i do some creative problem solving i think (laughs) okay this is a limited environment what can i do on my side to be clearly understood what can i how can i explain myself what can i do yeah. so that the other person can understand me? i figure out i make <gasps> on the wall I breathe my hot breath on the glass yeah. and I start writing I start writing the key the key you need to pass me the key on your side yes. and I write the key. I draw a key and I go ha, ha, ha. and I make <laughs> and, I go, ha, ha. and so you, you understand you understand a little bit and you're still a little confused but eventually you understand and you yeah. slide the key under the small hole I yeah. unlock the door and I get through to your side and 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 we're united again So I feel like, oh, you understood me. I feel so good. I feel so good. You understood. Yeah, you were so creative. Yes, I tried. I try. I try. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how creative you are. Doesn't matter how hard you try to explain yourself. Not everyone will hear you and not everyone will Mm -hmm. understand you. Not everyone has the type of relationship we have. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the creativity, the effort to be understood will be received. Sometimes it just won't. And those times, you need to figure your own way out of that room and find mm. people who can really, really hear you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm lucky because I'm going around this, this horse, house of ours with you. <laughs> so you get me, some creative problem solving, some vibing, we make it to the other room. We think we're almost done. We're almost done. There's one more room. Let's <sighs> tackle it. Let's get to the other side.
1: We can do this.
0: We can do this. So I swing the door open. I'm like, this is the last room we can do. So I like rush in. As I rush in, I feel this thing across my skin. I'm like, what's going on? And I and, and and with the speed, with this keenness, with this absolute desire to get to the other side, I run and suddenly I find myself that I, I, I walk through this cellophane wrapper <sighs> and I am wrapped like a mummy in cellophane. <sighs> and I am. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm stuck. I can't move. Yeah. I can't grow. I'm stuck. I'm going to be this shape. I'm going to be here, stuck like this forever. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, it's like, it's it's cellophane. So I can see through, yeah. but I'm stuck. I'm waddling around. <laughs> and eventually I'm like, oh, this feels so constrictive. I can't yeah. do anything. I can't yeah. think. And it's just like, there's nowhere to go. And I'm like, oh, this feels horrible. And immediately... I'm like, oh, I know this fear. It's the fear that relationships are the places that I'm going to feel stuck Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be able to grow and I'm not going to be able to Mm -hmm. fully expand and change and make way to whatever is next. Yeah. So I stop, I pause, I think. Mm-hmm. And I realize I can do this. I realize it's just in my mind. I can get out of this telephone wrapper. It's only thin. It's thin. It's see through. It feels restrictive. It feels yeah. like you're not going to be able to. It feels forever, but no. It's on my mind, it's just a thin veil. So I start to rub myself against the walls. I'm like, I'm wearing this. Hat. I'm wearing this. Hat. I'm like, no, I can do this. I can do this. In my mind, I own my creativity. I own my growth. I can learn things. I can be different. It's all me. I rub, I rub myself, I rub myself. And eventually the fellow starts to break and I'm like oh and I take a deep breath <laughs> and I stretch my arms out and I'm like Oh, I'm free no one can stop me from being who I am and being yes. free and grow and expand and be curious so <sighs> I I I, I get out of the cellophane, I run to the door, I swing the door open, I grab your hand, and I say, this was it, Jackie. This was the last one. We're out now. No one can hold us back. And we're free. We're free. Oh, Effie.
1: Wow. My hand is like clenched the entire time you're telling this story. I was enthralled and wrapped. Like I l- re- look down now. I literally look, I have fingernail prints in the palm of my hand because of how tightly I was squeezing. That is scary as hell. Yes. yes.
0: I know, right? I know. This wow. is this is hard to put this is actually a hard to put through because you're like these feel very visceral. As we yes. as we go through these, these feels So visceral, like especially since we thought this through, and we were like, "Okay, (laughs) what does this feel like?" And when you when you actually do the exercise, when you put your fears into actual like scary situations to to, to, to dig up those feelings, it feels so visceral. It feels so real. So yeah, my fears of like being needed and not wanted, but needed in relationships mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. icky kind of way that makes me feel stuck. Oh, and um, being in this inauthentic, meaningless relationship escalated that doesn't mm-hmm. really f- feel good. Pretending yeah. to be someone else, something else, some other shape so I can be accepted. Mm-hmm. And, and not being heard in relationships, trying really hard and not being heard, and feeling stuck and not being able to grow and expand. Oh, oh those are the things that scare me in relationships. Yeah, this is worse than
1: any horror movie, <laughs> any real haunted house. This right? is much more terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? So if you are in the holiday spirit, think about what terrifies you about relationships and come up with your own room in the haunted house of horrors. Give us a call at 201-870-0063, or send us a voice memo at listening at we are Curious Foxes, or find us on Instagram or Facebook at We are Curious Foxes and slide your story into our DM. Describe your room in the Relationship House of Horrors, and we'll put together a mini bonus episode for the frightened and the brave alike. Just like a cabinet of curiosities with glass jars filled with two-headed animals and collections of teeth and fingernails, we would like to create our own collection of unsettling, shocking, and downright creepy fears that make up our curious haunted house, and then share that with you.
0: This episode is produced and edited by Nina Pollock, who dissolves our stage fright by being amazing at her job. Our intro music is composed by Dave Saha. We are so grateful for their work. And we're grateful to you for listening. As always, stay curious, friends. Curious Fox Podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic. We solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story. We encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind and we'll look forward to your feedback. Stay curious, friends. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious.
1: Stay curious.